day 12, Caesar's leaving Lugo. Um, after a fantastic evening, uh, which I think was described in the last episode, in the little side streets of Lugo, which really, really come to life uh, after about eight or nine o'clock at night. Um, it was wonderful to see. But yeah, we set off early and we had a bit of trouble finding our way out of Lugo, actually. Uh, as is often the case, some of the markings are not as clear as they could be. And I was walking with Tiger and Pirosh and I remember Pirosh just running out into the middle of the road and stopping a van, some some bloke, some workman in a van, and asking him, well, which way is the Camino? But good enough, he was really, really helpful, put us back on the straight and narrow, and we, we found our way out. The thing about this sort of distance from your destination is is that it's, it's getting to the stage where you're about 100 kilometres from Santiago de Compostela, and... As with the Camino Frances, a lot of people arrive on the last 100 kilometres because that's what qualifies them for their Compostela, their certificate of completion. So we were expecting to see more people on the road, and indeed that was the case. And um, I mean, virtually immediately we we, we uh, were passed by two uh, two women walking just in like shorts and t-shirts with a, a day pack on. Um, so, you know, about a kilogram's worth of weight and we're carrying about 10 to 12 kilograms each. That was a bit, a bit depressing, but, um, a, a hard day's walking and really, really hot, which saps the strength and, and really gives your feet something to think about. But I remember as we left Lugo, um, a, a, another reference to a former motorcycling holiday, we went past a BMW dealer. Uh, I had to stop and take a photograph and send uh, to a, a friend of mine because we'd we'd stopped at the BMW dealer uh, because he had developed a problem with one of the tyres on his motorbike and it was a BMW. So uh, again, the, that sort of uh, episode in, involved uh, trying to speak to this guy at the BMW dealer and me trying to speak to him in Spanish on John's behalf, only to find out that he was an English bloke. With Spanish parents, and he was uh, he was a cockney, <laughs> so it was a rather uh, comedic moment. Um, so yeah, stopped and had a quick uh, photograph of the BMW dealer before pressing on. Eventually, ending up in a place called Ferreira, and uh, I, I remember with crystal clarity walking in, and the guy behind the counter saying, "Can I help you?" And I said to him, "Well, if you've got a cold beer, you can help me." And before we did anything else, he just reached behind him, opened the fridge and gave me a cold beer. And uh, that, after the, the day that we'd had, was a perfect start to our stay at his albergue. Anyway, uh, most of it's recorded. Um, the, the journal entry for today is not very long, probably because uh, I didn't notice an awful lot of stuff. And uh, I was too tired to write anything down at the end of the day. But enjoy the recordings. It's a good day. Day 12, and uh, we're leaving Lugo. Lugo hasn't woken up yet, and has not registered our departure, I don't think. Um, we stayed in an apartment last night, and so we uh, had a bit of a late start this morning. Nipped out and found somewhere that sold coffee to take away, and some delicious cakes. 
Uh, any country that eats cake for breakfast is alright in my book. Although I have to say, I am missing a full English. Uh, so one of the first things I'm going to do when I get home is go for the old bacon and egg. Maybe a bit of black pudding. Oh, I'm salivating just thinking about it. But yeah, Lugo's not really woken up. As we as we came out through the uh, Prata Mayor, which is where the cathedral is, they had this... Uh, sort of a tanker with uh, jets of water cleaning the uh, the uh, the stonework and the, the, the pavements around the cathedral. Long drop out of Lugo City and then what do you get with a long drop? You get a long climb out the other side and almost immediately we're back into a sort of rural landscape. The mist just hanging over the fields. I'm passing a, a field on my left here and there's just two tractors just like abandoned as if... Uh, as if the, the farmers have just run away from them in the middle of the day, uh, sitting there doing nothing. Mind you, there's nobody doing anything except us this morning, walking the Camino. <clears throat> um, not really sure where we're going to go now. Uh, of course, it's less than 100k. Uh, there's a couple of options today. We could walk it short or walk it long, not really sure. Um, <clears throat> but one thing is for certain is we're... <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to start getting into the crowds as we approach the junction of the Camino Primitivo with the Camino Frances. Uh, and that's going to mean more pressure on accommodation, more pressure on bars and cafes, all that sort of thing. Uh, we just might have to be careful and maybe have to walk a little further one day than we intended, or a little less. Uh, but the end is in sight, and... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Really hard walking this morning, not for the presence of any great hills, but for the fact that uh, about the first five, six miles was all on the road. Um, and it doesn't half reflect the, flick, the heat back through your shoes. So your feet get really, really hot on that uh, fertile ground for blisters. So... We're walking along the road, and I said to the guy I was walking with, uh, oh, what I wouldn't give for one of those wooded paths that we had yesterday. And sure enough, within about 100 yards, there's a sign directing us off the road and down this beautiful little wooded path, um, surrounded by deciduous forest and dappled shade, a little brook running down the side. It was as if uh, all my prayers had been answered. Ask and you shall receive... They say. So we've just stopped and uh, just for a little rest. And it's beautiful here. There's uh, there's not a sound really apart from once you sit and listen, you'll hear the background hum of some of the insects, the occasional sort of chit 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 sound of a a robin, maybe the occasional chirrup of a blackbird or something, and far away the sound of a a buzzard, very high-pitched sort of, almost a scream type, a little bit like a seagull really. Um, but apart from that, it's just absolutely calm and peaceful with the occasional insect noise. And it's great. So we've got about another 2K, I think. He says that, we're just approaching the road because I can hear a car. 
Um, another two kilometres until we get to uh, a place where we can stop and have a, another drink and a rest. And then I think we're looking to push on about eight kilometres to a place called Ferreira, uh, where there is another albergue, uh, which um, we're hoping to book for tonight or find a space for tonight. Um, so we'll leave you till then. I've spoken about the bird life um, here in Spain, you know, the vultures and the buzzards and the eagles and all that sort of stuff. But you know, when you're looking downwards as well, there's an incredible diversity of uh, of insect life and, and other life on the ground. So um, you're constantly seeing evidence of um, martins, as in you know stone martins, pine martins who leave their droppings uh, usually on stones and they're, they're characteristically black and full of seeds so they probably spend a lot of their time eating fruit um, which is in, in abundance on the verges here um, but then also lizards, little lizards, tiny little things two or three inches long of course being amphibian um, or cold-blooded I should say they're having to uh, heat themselves up in the sunlight and then they scatter as you, you're coming across. I remember walking across a bridge a couple of days ago and there literally must have been 30 that, that scattered in front of my footsteps. Where I am now, um, just outside San Roman, um, way out of Lugo, about 20k out of Lugo, we're walking through a, a, a forest this one is, is mainly pine but it was uh, eucalyptus a couple of hundred yards back um, and the number of crickets um, leaping out from underneath our feet is, uh, is amazing um, just little brown ones bigger brown ones little green ones ones with red um, wings, if crickets have wings I don't know, when they, when they jump off and they flutter about another ten yards they must have wings to do that, can't all be in the legs but bright red, bright blues all sorts uh, and then we bumped into a uh, what I presume is some sort of scorpion beetle the other day little pincers on the front and it raised its tail presumably in anger as us um, we didn't stand, a, stand around or hang around to to see whether it was friendly or not but uh, um, very shiny black about an inch and a half long um, not the sort of thing you'd want in your bed I don't think but yeah there are flora and fauna everywhere uh, I say flora because up on the tops on the hospitality route hospitality route I should say uh, the tiny little crocuses which I'm presuming is where they get the uh, uh, saffron threads from from the stamens um, it's probably not the best time of year for flora but uh, I'll just means I'll have to come back in the spring well it's about half past four in the afternoon and we're just about all in not that it's a particularly long section today probably about 25 kilometres in total which um, you know it's 15 miles-ish uh, it's not the distance, it's purely the fact that it's in blazing sunshine most of the day. Which would be really nice in other circumstances. But it's mostly road walking as well. Yes, we did get some brief respite as we uh, cut through the forest. 
but that seems a long time ago now. We're into the last sort of four kilometres, which should take us about 45 minutes, really. And of course, they're throwing in another hill, throwing in the load of sun, so it's probably going to take us about an hour, an hour and a quarter. Uh, two colleagues I'm work, walking with today are uh, pretty much done in as well. We are seeking some comfort in the fact that the albergue we are intending to stay at tonight has a bar and has a terrace. Because weather like this really is made for sitting out and having a cold beer. And I have every intention of doing so as soon as I get there. Would you believe it? We've been walking all day in blazing sunshine. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that. But we are now in the middle of a thunderstorm of biblical proportions. Fantastic um, lightning filling the sky with, with light. Grey, ominous clouds, thunder, and it is chucking it down. And the only background noise I've got is, is a bit of ABBA being played through the speakers. However, there is also the, um, the amazing sounds and smells coming from the creation of, an, uh, of, of a huge communal seafood paella. Um, which uh, a, a lady is, is, is cooking just in the foyer of the albergue here. Oh, on a big gas burner, the pan must be about four foot wide. Uh, quite typical, really, of, uh, of, uh, of an albergue communal meal, but it's the first one I've certainly had on, on, on this Camino. Um, so she's thrown in squid, calamares, almejas, which are clams, uh, tomate... So tomato frito, uh, which is like tomato paste, garlic, onions, um, and there's dishes and dishes of seafood to go into it yet, as well as the rice and the saffron. Smells. Just a bit more thunder there. And the lightning was literally about three seconds between it. Um, loads of other stuff ready to go into the pie here. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, Although I'm, I, I'm absolutely done in. So, uh, complete change in the weather. God only knows what it's going to be like tomorrow. Uh, it may have sort of cleansed everything and, and, and leave us with a little bit of residual moisture and, and cleanliness tomorrow as we're walking through the forests. And with any luck, it might be a bit cooler, but we live in hope because we don't want another day like today. Just too hard on the feet. So another change to the norm is that um, I've just bought a bottle of white wine and it's an Albarino, which is uh, typically this region um, from the Rias Baixas or Baixas um, and it's almost yellow in colour but it tastes really, really nice and um, you never know, we might have some more with our communal paella this evening which is the first time on the Camino for me that um, we've been offered a communal meal in an albergue. It's not for free, but it's certainly been um, been offered, and um, it looks like it's going to be a good one. We live in hope. 
Yeah, and as if to, to uh, reinforce the, uh, the the storm, there's just been a huge clap of thunder, um, a uh, a simultaneous flash of lightning, and all the lights have gone out in the whole place. Um, the music's gone off. The only thing that's still working seems to be the gas burner under the pile. So it's a winner. So um, we're on a bit of a power cut at the minute. Um, I wonder if you've got any candles. As I mentioned at the outset, the journal recording for today is, is pretty short, and it reads, 8th of the 9th, late start after I'd found coffee and cake at a panaderia outside the walls. Soon got very hot, lot of road walking, but pushed on to Ferreira and Albergue Nave. Rain followed us, spectacular thunderstorm, put all the power out. Booked a single room, but Tig joined me. Not a bad night's sleep, really. Decent breakfast. And that's it for the 8th of the ninth. So obviously um, not a lot of energy left for, for journal writing. Or it might have something to do with the fact that the lights were all out because we had a power cut. Who knows? Can't remember that bit.